from moons. Look at them, probably talking about tides and werewolves. I was so close. I know you really wanted to have a bridge, buddy, but guess what? You don't need them. You got us. Next time we have a long haul warp, I vote we all do something together. Cool? Cool. You know You're right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Excuse me? Ensign Boimler, sir? Uh-huh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's me. Well, I've been having trouble keeping up with my duty schedule. Commander Ransom said that you're the most organized person on the ship. He did? Yeah, he says you're great and I should pick your brain. If that's okay. I mean, yes, of course. I mean, yeah, glad to help, sure. Oh, thank you, sir. I really admire your work. Let's talk duties. Every ship in the fleet depends on officers like us to keep them running. The bridge crew is maybe the ones you hear about, but trust me, the real action begins on the lower decks. everybody to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. My name is Mike. I am one of your hosts. And with me is Johnson. Johnson, how are you doing today? I'm okay. I'm actually I'm better today than I was last week. Last week, I was like really low energy. This week, I am feeling much better. I had like only six meetings today versus I think nine I had last week. So I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good right now. Yeah, I think we both have a little more energy uh, this week than last week. So we apologize, dear viewers, if uh, if you found us a little monotone and low energy last week. Uh, there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. It was just busy, busy week. But, you know, we're here. We are here. And yeah. uh, in the background, I hear my puppy whining because he's in the crate right now. Whatever, tell that bitch to calm the fuck down. <laughs> He's been calm most of the day, but uh, suddenly tonight he is... He wants to play. He wants to play. He wants all energy. Yes. he. Uh, I literally went outside to grab dinner, to grab a chicken for dinner. And for 10 minutes, I timed it. I was gone and back in 10 minutes. He had jumped over the gate, pooped on the rug, and was... <laughs> And was uh, greeting me at the door where I did not leave him oh all God. in 10 minutes. I was like, wow. Are the gates too low then? Uh, the one gate is not as strong as the other. Um, it's it's because it's at its maximum. Uh, so we need to oh. probably, I was thinking about it today. I think we just need to get a couple of pieces of wood on either side or at least on one side because the mural is on the other. So to uh give it something to press up against so that we can lock it in um it's like having a toddler it's like crazy it really is uh but today was a successful peeing day so no peeing but poop on the rug poop on the rug and poop on the kitchen today so but he did poop outside this morning so so gross it's not bad at all. It's uh, it's puppy poop and it's uh, hard and you just pick it up with a plastic bag. You don't ever touch it. So, yeah, but the residue. I mean, you wipe it up. So we have we have stock of Clorox wipes and Ugh. everything. So yeah, it's, but it's leaving probably like molecules. 
Uh, I believe the the Clorox wipes are taking care of any molecules. You can give her every molecule. Anyway, so I'm just saying. He's created currently because he's so wild. Uh, He's he's got his. uh, So I've been putting on old episodes of the British Bake Off series Uh on because it's all talking and it's all monotone. Not very. There's no car crashes or explosions. Oh my god! Which would either scare him or you know alert the neighbors. So it's just like people talking, which I think is perfect. Has he been barky? He barks once in a while, like yeah, when he wants to play, when when he yeah, when he wants to play for sure. uh, But also, uh, you know, if he wants to wants attention or whatever. So I still haven't seen him in person. I need to do that soon. No, you haven't. He's, uh, yeah, so it's mainly, I mean, because he's a puppy and his shots aren't up to date yet, uh, he's on uh, housebound duty. Right. Fortunately, we have the backyard so that he can. Oh, the oh pat- yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. The patio has been a lifesaver, so that's been good. So, no. But he's settling in. Uh, he's got his personality. He's our demon child, as we call him at oh times. <laughs> Um, but he's also very cuddly and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's fun and interesting, but also exhausting and tiring at the same time. That's terrible. <laughs> so it's fine. It's good. It's not fine. It's good. So, yeah. So that's, what's going on here. Um, mm-hmm. but we've, we've had active chats today. Uh, oh Yeah. So, so basically, for our listeners, I have been working with a matchmaker. I mentioned this in the last episode. And today he sent me my first proposed match. I'm using this matchmaking service called Gayquasion. And again, you know, just based upon some encouragement from some people, such as yourself, yes. I decided that this would be something that I would invest and look into. So it's been, yeah, it's been like two weeks since I signed up, but we, I only had the interview with the matchmaker last weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. And yeah, he, yeah, this was the first, um, the first prospect that he sent me and I wanted input. So I wanted a crowdsource input. So I sent it to a few of uh, the folks on our text chain. And yeah, there was, there was, there was some animated feedback, but then I appreciate that Dennis noticed, well, Dennis pointed out that he had, he, he was very well manicured. He had painted nails. Right. But then that made me look at the photo. I was like, wait, he has a wedding ring. I was like, what's this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even notice that until Dennis Tony, Tony out, called it. Tony called it out. I think, right. He said, is he married? No, I, he- well, I, pointed it out after Dennis said something about his nails. And then I was like, wait, is he married? And then there was a lot of guessing. And then you kind of weave this whole narrative about (laughs) maybe, maybe he has a friend that's a jeweler. And I was like, where is this coming from? It's like so ridiculous. It's like, I don't know. I was feeling creative today. I don't know. I was like, um, yeah. Why does he have a wedding ring? Um, It was a, it was interesting. He had a wedding ring and a wedding band. And I was like, oh, interesting. A so wedding, no, I, he had an engagement ring and a wedding band. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Because the right. uh, di- the diamond on the, the engagement ring was 
uh, looked pretty significant. It was significant. So I emailed the matchmaker back and I had a couple of thoughts in terms of just the guy. And I thought I would get more, but really the matchmaker just sent me photos and they contextualize it by saying he falls within all your parameters and what you're looking for. Um, I don't, I don't know if they would give us, give me more if we were to match, but he really just gave me the photos to work with. I was like, okay. Um, so I wrote back to him, gave him some thoughts and I was like, oh, by the way, he seems to have a wedding ring on. So I just want to confirm that he is single. Right. And he wrote me back within like five minutes. I, I was actually quite surprised how quickly he wrote me back. And he was just like, oh yeah, he's single. He's in our database, but that is odd. So I am paraphrasing and he is just like, well, let's just pass on him. I was like, okay, that's fine. So yeah, it sounds like a, uh, someone did not look as closely as we all did at these. Yes, I mean, like, you know, if he is, uh, you know, I can understand if he like self is self-proclaimed a single guy and it's like, Oh, the photos look decent. And you're not, I mean, I missed it too. You know, Dennis, yeah, right. until Dennis pointed out his hand, I was like, wait, I didn't even look at this. And I noticed it too. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I'm, again, I'm guaranteed two matches a month. So we'll see where that goes. The uh, detectives of our I know. Were I need no. I need the cross source feedback. It's important. Yeah. No. It was good, and we all had some. So yeah. Meanwhile, uh, you were like writing a whole book about him. And then I joked. I was like, we could do a whole production of this. We could interview him beforehand. Oh my god do all of this uh yeah um this is funny well you know I, I like i said i think that that slipped through a junior matchmaker like I, yeah. you know but uh but that's okay clearly uh it's good feedback and uh i'm glad that they decided to pass because there was enough yeah of- they didn't they didn't even like push him on me they were just like oh yeah like you know let's just pass on this one i was like okay yeah so, yeah, I think as your first match, I think to notice something like that, they were a little, probably a little embarrassed, you know, probably someone, maybe. someone, uh, someone got uh, talking to today, I believe, maybe. again, creating I stories, but uh, yeah, I don't, I have yeah, no idea. That was, uh, that was a little, something that slipped through there that should not have really. Yeah. So anyway. So it's that's been a so that's that's eventful. Yeah, so, that's yeah, eventful. We've still, had a... I'm still old two matches this month, so we'll see what yeah. happens. Still plenty of time. Yeah. Still plenty of time. Well, good. Well, uh, you know, we had New York Comic Con this past weekend, which That's right. Uh I have attended in the past and I I I actually missed it. I actually missed going. I mean, it literally is down the street for me and from us. At the Javits Center? That's not down the street. Yeah, it is. Right down 10th Avenue. It is at like 35th. It starts actually at 40th or 39th. Yeah, it's long. It goes many, it goes like five blocks. Many blocks. Okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, 
Yeah, so I, 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 you know, I, I get all their emails. I'm, I'm a verified fan for tickets and things like that. And obviously, we went to Las Vegas and didn't. I wasn't sure that I was ready for a big, big convention like Comic Con. And uh, also, you know, we we did go to Vegas, and that was sort of the big expenditure. So, uh, yeah. But uh, so I kept on getting emails about the tickets, and I was like, oh, I really, you know, I do miss it. But obviously, with a puppy and everything else, there was too much going on. So, uh, but there were some Star Trek panels this weekend: mm-hmm. uh, Discovery and uh, Prodigy. Uh, and they, you know, actually, I saw more about Prodigy than I did about Discovery. I think obviously because we're two weeks away from the Prodigy premiere, right. mm-hmm. which I, I guess they showed the hour-long premiere at at New York Comic Con. They did, yeah, or two episodes or whatever. And so uh, yeah, it is so, embargoed until I think. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Nobody could yeah. um, record anything, or and none of the reviews are out yet, obviously. But, uh, but you you got to see the cap. You got to see Catherine Janeway. Uh, yep. She was there. Kate Mulgrew was there, and uh, a bunch of the other cast uh, and the producers, directors, producers, executive producers. I guess. Yeah. I, don't know. I didn't watch any of the panels. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't see any of the panels either. And I hope they'll post it later. I think it would be interesting, but definitely saw a lot on Instagram. So, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and they had a big, you could sit in the captain's chair of the pro, uh, proto star. Yeah. Which was cool. I did, uh, the discovery captain's chair years ago and, uh, that was fun. So you could do that at New York comic con. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. I guess the whole cast did that. So that was really cool. And then, mm-hmm. um, so they get to see the whole first hour, but nothing. We haven't heard anything else about it. Uh, and then we did see there was a clip with hologram Janeway. Oh yes, that's wow. right. Yeah, like a sixty-second clip of mm-hmm. her introduction to the crew and her addressing the crew. Yeah, yeah, and saying who's in charge here. And uh, one of the characters was tied to the captain's chair and said that they were. And then. The other names of any characters. Yeah, I don't know. Dal, Matt, perhaps, uh, said he was the captain, I think. So, Dodge, something. No, not Dodge. Not Dodge. Whoops. That's that's Picard. That's Picard. Uh, Yeah, we got to see a short little clip. It was great to see that beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we also got teased with a little bit of news that uh, we are going to see Captain Chakotay and Crew in there. To hear how this all happens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are they in touch with the Alpha Quadrant? I guess, maybe? That That would make sense. Is this slipstream drive able to go between the quadrants like that, and they venture, hmm. or or is Captain Chicote in the Delta Quadrant with a ship? Maybe, perhaps, maybe. So a lot of good questions, but that's really cool to see. I mean, Robert Beltran did release that information that he was on the show back at Las Vegas. Um. But uh, now he's got a few other characters with him. Uh, three part of three characters are of his command crew. So we've got that. So we got. A, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I didn't recognize the names right away, but I didn't do a ton of research either. Uh, so there's Captain Chicote and then three of his crew. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 
so yeah, so we got teased with a little bit of Prodigy news, and then we got to actually before that, we got a Discovery trailer. Yeah. Um, so the Discovery cast was there: Sonequa Martin Green, uh, Mary Wiseman, um, Wilson Cruz. I think Blue. Wilson Cruz. He like lives across a river. <laughs> I would be shocked. Yeah, he actually. I mean, we could go to lunch with him. He's literally He's in Long City. Yes. Yep. My old stomping grounds. Yeah. So he's right there. He just moved in over there. And then uh, who else was there? Anthony Rapp was there. I think Ian Alexander was there. I'm not sure. Maybe. Did No, he wasn't. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. David Ajala was there. So it was a good mix of, uh, of the crew uh, mm-hmm. there for this panel. And uh, they showed a two-minute full trailer for discovery season two which you were overwhelmed by at first yeah you know i was uh you know and i think part of it was watching it on my phone i think that it's just a lot to take in on a small Mm -hmm. screen but it Mm -hmm. also as we just watched it before we started recording uh just for a refresher and there is a lot happening and the the cuts are really quick Mm -hmm. yeah so it does does focus on the anomaly uh, you do see Saru, which looks like he's the first officer now. He's back in command uniform. Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's so, very. It's a lot of red. I, I I still think the new uniforms. I don't. I think they are better than the gray ones. It's just a lot of color blocking, but it's fine. it's a lot of color. Yeah, very but I I, I like it. We haven't seen. You know, I. I like I've said before, the monster maroon jackets and uniforms from Star Trek two, three, four, five, six are uh, are my favorite uniforms. They're great. I love the um, flap that opens. Yep. It it goes down to casual. Yep. Great. Yeah. Um. I I'm actually. It, I got well. I haven't seen it yet, but Fansets is producing a, a pin, magnetic pin of that uh, of the uniform. No, of the uh, the um, insignia on the uniform. Oh, I see. Of the Delta? Yeah, the, the Delta, yes, of okay. the Delta. I could not... Um, but yeah, so I think these color blockings look nice. I, you know, the, the bridge is kind of a gold, brown, grayish. Blue, so I think the color... Blue. Yeah, so I think that the, the colors pop nicely. I think helps the characters stick out a lot more. Um, yeah, I think I, I like them. I, from what I've seen so far, I think hopefully there is a little bit of a casual version of it. Uh, well, but- Michael's in, a, I think, a couple different outfits. There's a couple scenes where she's in this like leather jacket or something. She's well, in a leather in jacket. Their, they're in their away mission jackets. There's Okay, so there's like, she's in some sort of leather jacket. I don't know if it's a away mission jacket, maybe. And then she, and then there's another scene where she's in um like a, a spacesuit on the bridge yeah uh so she has a she has a few outfit changes yeah and it's i don't know i get the impression that well they're they're going into the anomaly which is yes. interesting right yes maybe to discover what's at the center of it um i do like the federation president who we find out is human cardassian and majoran Oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. How did you really? I didn't know. I mean, I, I, I saw. I read an article. I read an article. 
But you, oh, do okay. see the, you do see the nose ridges. You see, obviously, the outline of the neck ridges. And she's also human. So All right. I think that's interesting. That is interesting. But I like her already. She spoke truth about Michael Burnham. Even in that short trailer, <laughs> I was like, yes, Michael, for someone who was raised on Vulcan, is very emotional and is very all over the place. So I liked her her quote about the leadership is a pendulum. Your leadership is a pendulum. Right. It's uh, very extreme. Yeah, like, it's true. It, uh, I was reading some forum comments and they were like, how much crying is there going to be this season? I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's probably uh, your favorite question. But there will be crying. I'm sure. I'm sure there will be. Uh, so I am. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that it's going to be a, a good season. Uh, I, I, I don't know that this this whole anomaly thing really excites me all that much. It's not it's it's a scientific like baddie you know obviously there's probably something at the center of this or causing this and sure hopefully there's a character or a someone or something or some group at the center of this uh because a crew fighting against the scientific anomaly just doesn't seem all that well this is the problem again it's serialized so they're gonna have to spend the whole season trying to solve this scientific mystery. Whereas right. if there's this one episode, it's like, okay, cool. You know, we're talking yeah. about like, what, like a 12 episode season covering this. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? So, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, I, I, I do and, love and discovery. Yeah, how much, I mean, how much fetch questing do we need? You know, I'm sure there will be some. Uh, probably. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we have a discovery trailer, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm still on the. It didn't really get me pumped up for this season too too much, I guess. But and there were a couple of scenes that were very. It just looked very CG to me. There was like this one scene where they're in like a cargo bay or something. I don't know if you noticed that, but they're like there's like probably twelve people and they're in this massive cargo bay and it just looked very like green screen and oh okay but I mean, this, is, I think, this is starting nowadays there's a lot of green screen edge you know yeah I, I mean the cargo bay that i'm thinking of is where the shuttle crafts like there there's a obviously there's this big explosion or something or multiple explosions and there's i, I just imagine that this cargo bay is partially destroyed and I think, is it the scene with Wilson Cruz, like, walking through the rubble? No. Well, there was that scene. I'm thinking about there was, like, it was, like, it might have been Michael addressing, like, this small crew of people. I don't okay. Know. Whatever. It's fine. All right. Well, we'll, we'll find happens. out more. And I'm sure that most of what we've seen is probably from the front half of the season anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's good to see Saru back in uh, the Commander's uniform he does have a really uh fancy pin on his oh i didn't know it's a pin oh yeah on his uh right shoulder right breast plate i guess uh where opposite where the com badges would be and uh yeah it looked looks sort of like the star like a star with a i don't know a metal i don't know maybe it's who knows so there's that uh that i noticed um but uh, yeah, so we have the discovery, and then uh, randomly through—I mean, it was on you know the Instagram for Star Trek on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anson Mount 
officially spoke and said that season one has finished recording. So it sounds like they must have gone gotten called back for some reshoots or additional scenes because we talked about this months ago. They were done. Be, they were done before Discovery was done. Right. Uh, so that's interesting. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if they're using some sets, some similar sets, and had to take a break because of Discovery. But uh, but also Discovery get called back as well or held back longer. So oh, they were doing reshoots when we were in Vegas. So right, yeah. So a lot of reshoots. It'll be interesting once this once these seasons are out to hear about. Obviously, we've heard a little bit about the the nature of recording of filming during COVID, right? So right. how uh, uh, the crew, the cast and crew are are very much like a family. But it was harder because they had to keep separate in order right. to protect everyone. So, hugging. yeah. So, and, and Anson Mount, I think, even said that that to some extent as well uh, about their. Um, but obviously, they're a new, you know, cast and crew. Although I'm sure the crew is probably similar, or there's some shared crew among, uh, among Discovery and Strange New Worlds. You mean the production crew, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I don't mean, yeah. The cast is when uh, I would be talking about the crew of the ship. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so the cast. Uh, but yeah, so uh, a lot of, lot of things happening. And even Anson Mount said he doesn't know when they'll, you know, they're coming in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's now handed off to the post-production team. So, yeah. uh, I mean, clearly we're going to see this after Picard. Um, oh yeah, oh which, yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully, which I, I think we talked about it before. Picard's probably going to end right around uh, Mission Chicago, Mission mm-hmm. Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully we'll have some really nice reveals or a trailer for Mission. You know, I think it'll be a little more exciting to be able to be promoting Strange New Worlds. Maybe the world will be a little bit more open. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Maybe we won't have to have a plexiglass thing between us yeah. and the Photoshop out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so a lot of Star Trek news this week. Yeah, so news. not going on. Well, uh, I think that's it for the news. Why don't we talk about my newest favorite episode? Oh, okay. Uh, Wage Douge. That's the way you say Which it. Which, if that's the way you say it, uh, translated, it is three ships. Uh, which is interesting because it's really five ships. But um, anyway, four plus the Borg one at the end. Correct. But let's get into talking about Wage Douge. Would anyone care for a game of chess when we are finished with our second duty shift? No, I will be composing an arrangement for the loot, which should take several hours. I am available for chess. Hmm. I have detected an anomalous surge of Metrion particles in System 7743.8. System 7743.8 is beyond our scanning range. It would be, but I have implemented personal algorithms, which increase our long-range sensors. Talin, your assignment was to monitor tertiary impulse systems. That is a redundant system. I wanted to... It is logical to improve our scanning capabilities instead of observing non-essential systems. 
These readings are within acceptable parameters. Correct. However, this region has never produced this type of anomalous energy. Does that not seem... strange? Anomalies, by definition, are strange. Something about this feels off. Feels off? You have been spoken to about this before, Talyn. It is illogical to ignore something of statistical significance. I must inform the captain. She has lost all control. So, as I said, it's my favorite episode of the season. I said that last week about episode eight, but uh-huh. uh, what did you think about this? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I like this more or X or, or the the I excretus episode more. They're both really good. They're both just very different. I thought that I excretus was funnier. Like I, I think I laughed out loud more in that episode. This episode, I honestly just thought it was so unique, like the setup and structure of it. And I'm not sure they can ever do it again. I mean, they might, but it won't be the same. But it was just so unexpected. And I can just almost uh, see the writer's room when someone's like, hey, how about we do a Lower Decks episode that shows us Lower Decks on other ships? And And I can just see them being like, that's a great idea. What's wrong with that? You know, that is like, that is just such a fun idea and fun, um, like fun narrative structure that, you know, I, I was just like, I just thought it was just so unique. And it was like, at first I was like, oh, this is interesting. And it was like, it, it built up a little bit slowly. Um, the Klingon, the Klingon piece of it. I was like, okay, all right. I, re- I really like the Vulcan one. Um, Cause it would, you know, we, it was just like this constant gag where everyone was saying how Talyn was out of control or like these emotional outbursts. And it was like, you know, that was a very consistent gag that always worked for me. Um, but yeah, I just thought that overall, the the beginning, the, the setup of it was interesting, unique. It, it, took a, it took a little bit to get going. And then once we started seeing that they were all kind of going to join at the end. I was like, this is great. Like, you know, that they all kind of, um, they, they all kind of came into play and we got the payoff. I'm not sure where we're going to go with the season finale, but we got the payoff that's been building for basically since the end of season one, you know, like with the pack leads and, uh, who's been behind the pack led. So I thought it was, I thought the episode just did a great job. But the thing that gets me the most is definitely just the the overall structure of it and how they played into that really well. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought that that was really uh, brilliant on the part of their writers. Yeah, so great. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, you know, we had someone to follow in the other two ships, right? We had... Mm-hmm. Ma, uh, ma, saying that correctly. I don't, I don't know. Ma, uh, um, or ma. I'm just gonna call ma. Uh, (laughs) we're just gonna call ma for lack of a better word on the Klingon ship and Mm -hmm. Lynn on the Vulcan ship, right? But yeah, I thought it was it was nice. Uh, and then we had you know, going back to the Cerritos, we had, you know, everyone kind of teaming up with a bridge crew member, except for Boimler, who was... I know, poor Boimler. ...feeling left out and trying to find his bridge buddy, uh, which I thought was a cute but slightly annoying story point. 
Uh, well, it was funny because the teaser for this episode was just about that. It wasn't about like we didn't see any teasing for the other ships, so that's why it was also like a pleasant surprise because yeah. usually the teasers give everything away nowadays. So yeah. I was just like, "Oh, this was completely unexpected," you know, which I really liked. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. It's. Uh... Yeah, so you know that that piece of it, you know this this piece where, you know, Boimler, you see this growth, and then I feel like to some extent this this takes him back a little bit, a little. To his, you know, yeah. lack of confidence is, you know, you know, again, we're talking about promotion, but uh, you know, just to talk about that piece of the storyline, I love the ending of it. And how, you know, even though he, you know, the group, the, the lower deckers on the Cerritos uh, say and promise the next time there's a long warp, they'll hang out and do something together. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end after that, it's great when uh, this, I don't know, uh, a acting ensign. I don't know what. I didn't know if it was like, yeah, like an acting ensign or a cadet. Yeah. Or even me, it could be a crewman. Like, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I guess it could be a crewman. So, yeah, it could be a crewman. Comes up to Boimler for help, and he was sent by Ransom, which, yeah. you know, you get a, you get a proud shot of Ransom mm-hmm. looking over at this happening. And uh, I think that that's great. Uh, I think that that was a nice boost to that part of the storyline that we've kind of slowly seen Boimler stepping up and up and being recognized uh, for the things he's been doing. And uh, so I think I I really enjoyed that wrap up, but I also really enjoyed the look that Ransom gives to Boimler and this cadet slash crewman, whatever, um, you know, giving him something to, uh, to help him along. So I thought that that was really Really cool. Uh, that was that was that for me was the like heartstring moment of the episode, whereas the the whole three ships was sort of as we got to the the end of the episode, we see that the Klingons or this particular Klingon had been inciting this insurrection or this problem in this in the sector, right, with right. the Packlids. So mm-hmm. we we learned it through all of that. It wraps that so, sort of up because even at the end. Captain Freeman is going to a ready room to contact Starfleet Command about the Klingons mm-hmm. uh, and the Packlids. So, you know, I think that we, you know, we may see some final wrap up. There is still a second bomb that was transported over to the Packlids. Right. Uh, so there is that danger that still exists that we learned about. Was it last week? I think it was last week, right? Uh, it was, no, it was the, uh, it was, I think, two episodes ago when Freeman. Captain Freeman and Shax went to the planet, the pack level. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. So we, we, so they have another bomb. So there's a potential there for, um, for some of that, but I would say that the Cerritos did, did sort of hold up a little bit better in this battle than in. It did. Yeah. I I thought it was, um, I thought the Cerritos was very overpowered, like as in over, they were like, between the Packlet ship and the Bird of Prey, I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's a lot. But, and the, the battle scene was actually very, very good. Like it was, it was. well choreographed, well yeah. done, 
they lost as long as I thought they would. And then you get the Vulcan ship coming in. Um, There's like massive Vulcan ship. Huge. So oh big. my gosh. It's so wow. large. Um, I mean, I get it when, because it's very much the same design uh, as the Vulcan ships we saw in Enterprise. Right. And sure. Enterprise. But the Cerritos is, 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 you know, it's got a galaxy class. I would imagine as, a, as an, at least like a nebula class or something. Has yeah, similar, absolutely. So uh, definitely would work. Like, uh, this Vulcan ship is Vulcan ship is very big. Yeah. Yeah. It did seem a little oversized. Uh, but then, you know, thanks for bringing that up because it reminded me that the whole Vulcan storyline reminded me very much of Enterprise. You it know, uh, you know, the the Vulcans are, you know, kind of stiff and um they enunciate very well yes let's talk about the sensors oh my gosh sensors 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 i love that though uh it was a great throwback absolutely uh so yeah i thought that you know talin was is an interesting character yeah i did think it was interesting that and you know, another podcast did bring this up, but even when I was first watching this episode, I was like, oh, I guess the Vulcans still have their own ships. I was like, sure, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't so. see, I guess, why not? Even though they're part of the Federation now, not every single ship needs to be Starfleet. Right, so, yeah. You know, yeah. sure. You know, it's just that we haven't seen those ships technically since Enterprise from a right. logical perspective. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. interesting, yeah. Yeah, and uh, a very logical captain, but uh, also very sarcastic, or it came off sarcastic to us us mere humans. Uh, but uh, yes, throwing shade left and right. Oh, they're all kind of shady. They're oh, yeah, no, impressive. all of them. No, all of them were throwing shade left and right. Uh, so, yes, it, is, it was almost like a bunch of gays at a party. Ah. Uh, you know, um, throwing shade at one another. There was a lot of shade. Um, but do we think given. that Talyn is going to join the Cerrito crew? Is this so, yeah. So I was listening to another podcast and there was this unspoken intimation that something's going to happen in the fa- finale. Oh, that that um and that it, they're trying to determine if Talyn is voiced by Tani Newsom. Oh, I don't think so. I I don't think so either. But I because I just listened. I you know I just listened to. Obviously, I just watched the episode. Re, rewatched the episode again right before I mean, here, and I really listened to her voice, and it didn't sound like Tani Newsom. Well, there's also credits. It is this woman named? Unless it's a complete red herring, Gabrielle Ruiz. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Alpha. I, yeah. So, um, was played I, other, other characters on a lower decks, it looks like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why they recognized her voice more so than, um, than that. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was slightly intimated that there may be a shocking season finale and that this character Tillin could potentially come on and, and replace maybe one of the lower deckers. I don't know. I, I, maybe I was reading into that a lot more than they were saying, but, uh, that would be shocking. Yeah. So, uh, I also think, and I hope really hope that Brad gets promoted to Lieutenant and, 
that creates. I mean, a we'll see. I mean, you know, we did have Ensign Harry Kim for seven years, so they could drag. True, true. So yeah, it's not without precedent. If we get absolutely yeah, no. for you know four more seasons or something. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they've already started working on the third season, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm a little nervous. That, you know, I've so I've read a little bit about. I've seen the screen caps from this week's this coming fin- season finale, and it's called First First Contact. Uh-huh. This is interesting. We also get to see a new starship that is sort of a cross between an Excelsior class and uh, what is the Enterprise E? What is that? Uh, Sovereign? Sovereign Sovereign class, right? So it's called the Oburn. I think I saw on Mike McMahon's tweet. Uh, so it's a nice looking ship. It's the Archimedes. And uh, I believe it is captained by Sonia Gomez. Sonia Gomez. Oh. Wait, is that yes. TNG? Yes. Uh, is it the Q Who episode? Is that the one? Yes. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> uh, you know, Jordy is. Like, uh, it sounds so familiar. Yeah, so I think I was, I was yeah, waiting. I think yeah. I remember the names of fictional characters more than I remember the names of real life people. It's like I meet someone. Yeah, like, wait, yes. I've seen this person. What's her name again in real yeah. life versus fictional characters? Right. Like, yeah. Wait. So I think it's I think it's Sonia Gomez. Uh, it's Captain Gomez for sure. And then I think I saw saw Sonia Gomez. So. Uh, She's the captain of the Archimedes, and uh, so will uh, the Cerritos is going to support the Archimedes in a first contact. So this is interesting, and that's really all you kind of get out of the episode uh, or out of the preview and whatnot. So well, hopefully that's like this episode where it's just a piece of it, and it's right. Yeah, so, yeah. There's definitely different screen caps. I mean, it's Captain Freeman Day that Boimler is really oh, excited yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. Rutherford reminds him, isn't that about, uh, isn't that for toddlers? And he said, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, but, you know, getting back to Wage Doge, uh, you know, this was just a really well-written episode that uh, structurally was great, but also yeah. we saw... I just think the idea of it, they executed on really well. And yeah. I, again, I don't know if they can do it again, and if they do it's not going to be as original but no i think i think that we've seen i feel it's like a one and done but yeah such a no it's great it's very inventive and i'm uh i I also uh this is me being kind of a typographic nerd but i love the way that they even the typeface and how it would come up and it would be the name of the ship lower decks yeah that was great yeah yeah, it was a really great episode. So by, I think it's my favorite this this season, followed very closely by, if not tied with Ix Gretas. Ix Gretas, yeah. I, I'm glad that we're we're coming around to some good, some better, better than good episodes. Yeah, no, very very strong episodes. Uh, and uh, you know, as I've said before, I, I really felt like Lower Decks was struggling through this season a lot. There was just like it was just not consistent. Like there were some episodes that were good, like pretty good, and then some that we felt were not as great. Not bad. That's the thing. I don't think any of the episodes I would say this season are bad, but 
not what we've come to expect from the show, I would say. You know, yeah, yeah. Because the show doesn't have a high bar. Like the, you know, season one, I thought we both really enjoyed pretty much consistently. They set the bar, which is the yeah. the, the thing, you know, so. But, you know, I have to give credit to Lower Decks. Like, you know, even the episodes we didn't like or didn't like as much, they're all very experimental. Like they, they tried to do something different almost like, you know, every time. Yeah. Um, they always try and change up the formula a little bit. Um, we never know quite what to expect. Sometimes, yes, they go back to the same well thematically, but usually the settings or the way that they're trying to tell a story, they're, they're very consistently trying something new. So I, I do have to give, give them credit for that too, not feeling they need to stick to a specific formula uh, for the way they tell stories. Right, I would agree. Yeah, you know, so I, I think that's a great thing about the show. They, out of all the series, they can probably be the most experimental and it totally fit within kind of the universe that they're building. Yeah, which is, you know, half funny, half serious. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of next generation on steroids uh, with uh, a lot more comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's re- it really is an enjoyable season and, and I, uh, you know, series and I, I'm I have really high hopes for this season finale. Given, I know, I know. Given I the buildup that we've had, I have really. Um, I'm worried, though. I still, I'm, I'm a little worried. I, I, I'm fearing a red wedding moment uh, from from this season finale. But uh, well, the thing is, like with this show, that's a problem, though, because we got. I feel we got like a lot of change in the season one finale, and then basically by episode four of this season, everything was quote unquote back to normal. So it's kind of like. You know, it's not as bad as I was to say Marvel. Marvel, I think, is a little bit more egregious when it comes to bringing characters back from the dead and such. But Star Trek, I think, historically, we have gotten at least, I would say, a little bit less so. With Picard, we got, I think, more death. Um, Discovery, a, a little, yes, we have had some, but... Yeah, I would say traditionally we haven't seen like a lot of death that's like quote unquote permanent, you know? People come back, there's mirror universe versions. Right, yeah. You know, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, all very true. All very true. So high hopes for tomorrow's episode. Yeah, and then what? We have one break, like one week break. We have a week break, yeah. We have a week Yeah, yeah, we have one week off. so, so next yeah. week we're gonna talk about well next week we're gonna talk about um the finale right and then the following week tbd i guess well next week we're gonna talk about the finale and then the following week i guess we'll have to we might have to adjust our recording schedule to talk about prodigy maybe this mm. prodigy will uh be out there we'll have to see yeah so we may have to adjust it to, but we'll see. But next week, we're also going to talk about uh, Coda, the right. Star Trek book series. So next week, we're going to, we, you know, it's been out for a little over two weeks now. We figured we'd give people another week to read it if you haven't. Uh, it's we'll worth also, reading. Yeah, we'll also give you a, a pretty good, you know, we'll, we'll tell you when we're going to go into spoiler territory. But um, 
Yeah, we we've got to you know we've got to cover that because book two is coming out in two weeks. So That's right. there's a long Star Trek. Um, so yeah, uh, and that that a there's a lot going on in that book. Uh, I don't even know if I can remember it all at this point, but uh, there is a lot. I have thoughts. Yeah, so of course we have I no. Have thoughts. Uh, yeah. So um, do you? Not to spoil it, but do you remember what I said? There was a shocking moment early on in the... Yes. Did you figure out which shocking moment I was talking about? I think so. I mean, there were quite a few of those curveballs throughout, but we can discuss it offline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll save it. But uh, yeah, there was, there was one thing that I was really surprised by early on in the, the book. Okay. Or in the right. semi, I don't, you know, I was listening to the book, so I don't know exactly when in the the actual book it happened. Oh, right. It's not like you're flipping. Yeah, I'm not flipping pages. I can't tell you it was page 210 or something like that. It was, mm-hmm. or even what chapter it was in, um, even though they do say, you know, chapter 25 or 25, however they say it. But anyway, so next week we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the season finale and we'll get ready for Prodigy. And discovery. And discovery. Wait, discovery when? On the November what? November 18th. Oh, yeah. So we have, we have about four weeks of just Prodigy, and then we'll have maybe three weeks. And then, uh, no, maybe it's four. But then we'll have uh, two shows to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's going to be a lot. So we'll that will see. be a lot. We'll, we'll, we'll see, see how we do with that. that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that that is uh, this week's episode uh, covered, right? Check. Yeah. Episode nine of Lower Decks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, season finale to come. Totally. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, for this episode. No, we uh, you know, we should talk about our friends over at Fansets, though. Yeah. So, as everyone knows, Fansets uh, supports the Trek Geeks podcast network and Mm -hmm. Deep Space Pride, and we love the folks over at Fansets. In fact, if you are listening to this on Friday, October fifteenth, right, is the last day that you can enter our contest to win. A Voyager slash DS9 Delta, Magnetic Delta. We're giving away two. And you have to comment on last week's Instagram post Mm -hmm. for the episode. Uh, So go there. Tell us which scenario you would want to face in a holodeck simulation drill. And uh, you could win one of those. You do have to live in the United States, though. And uh, uh, we'll decide that over the weekend and uh reach out to the winners so definitely check that out you know we're coming up on october 15th and i actually do not remember seeing something about october 15th's new pins so yeah i actually do not know what's coming out next with fansets but as i said earlier but they are they are they have announced and you got to pay attention for the all-new star trek 2 um Magnetic Delta. And uh, as I go right to the Delta page on fansets.com, 
the Enterprise Command full-size Delta for Strange New Worlds is up there as well. So another oh, wow. that was one. fast. <laughs> well, they say Star Trek Discovery Enterprise Command full, but I think it's it's modeled after what you see in in Strange New Worlds. So. Oh, uh, there is that, uh, but I don't know what else is coming out on October 15th. So you'll just have to check out uh, Fansets social media, which they post uh, quite regularly. Uh, they do have a ton of other pins that are non-Star Trek. You know, Rick and Morty, Batman 66, they've got Scooby-Doo. Yeah. It's October, so Halloween, they have a bunch of horror pins. Makes sense. Uh, so there's all of that. But when you go to Fansets and put a bunch of pins into your cart, you can get 10% off your order by putting in the code DSPRIDE, all in caps, all caps. And, you'll get, and you'll get 10% off your order. Yeah, it's 10%. And if you're, if you're spending over $30, you'll get free shipping from uh, in the United States. So there is that as well. So go over to, head over to Fansets and... Load up on some pins because they've got some great pins and I'm sure they'll have some more coming out this Friday. So definitely check them out. And we thank Fansets for being the exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. Johnson, how about you tell our listeners how they can reach out to us and uh, where they can follow us on social? Yeah. Uh, for... This week, just don't forget, per Mike, your reminder, um, you know, if you want to join our giveaway, just come to our social media pages and comment on last week's posts. You can reach us um, on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Deep Space Pride. And you can also email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. And if you do send us a message or DM us, we'll do our best to get back to you in a timely fashion. Yes, we will amongst uh, matchmaking and doggy duties and there's a lot going on in our lives. So I can't get a lot of Zoom meetings, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yes, definitely uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you think of Discovery News, the Proto Star, Hopes for Strange, anything, anything, everything. Yes. Or even Coda. Let us know if you've read Coda. There you go. Uh, so yeah, so or book one of Coda, Dayton, oh, yeah, book one. Yeah, mm-hmm. book one. It's, it's so yeah, that's a that's it for this week. Uh, we'll see you back here to talk about the season finale of Star Trek Lower Decks and get ready, for, get ready for Prodigy. Maybe we should probably uh learn some character names. Yeah, that would be helpful, I suppose. Uh, although I'm sure we'll so learn that in the we seem less unprepared. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I, thinking back to when we first started talking about Lower Decks, I don't know that we were perfect with their names. Oh, no, it's totally, they're very unusual names, like Boimler, Mar- like Beckett Mariner. What, what's that? Like, yeah, yeah. So, but now they roll off now, the tongue and they're correct. like our, they're like our family members. So we, I mean, look, we have like, there's so many series, so many characters now. It's not just, you know, one series that's on. You get 26 episodes of it. We have like basically five series currently like in the mix. 
and they all have different characters we can't expect to know everything so that's all i'm saying no we are, we are I, and not. as i said i can barely keep track of real people let alone fictional people so but you do have an easier time keeping track of fictional it's character true. names. it's true yes because sometimes fictional characters are more interesting than real ones <laughs> i just have to say you yeah, know all right well thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you back here next week bye everyone Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.